Who haven't worn this mask in a while? Where's my headphones? I'm I'm acting brand new, huh? Hold on. Wait. Woo, Venom. Love him. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another high dis pot. That's up. Uh, oops. Um, actually, that's wrong. Let's start over. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another Hefe cast, a special Hefe cast. Um, as you can see at the bottom, this is a tribute. Um, uh, I'm going to spend maybe the first five minutes or so of this podcast doing a tribute to my brother, Sham Sue Taylor. His father had passed uh, two days ago, three days ago at this time. And he had uh, came down with COVID and don't need to go any further details, but you get the point. So Sham Sue, man, rest in peace to your father. I'm very sorry. Uh, so I actually asked Sham Sue if it was one, okay, uh, for me to even, uh, you know, do this uh, openly so everybody can, uh, you know, letting somebody, me telling y'all his personal business, I had to, I felt as a friend, I should ask him if he felt okay with that because it's not my father, but I've known Sham since I was maybe 14, 15, and we've been great friends for 15, 16 years. He's uh, one of those guys that if, ever, if I ever needed something or if I was ever in a tough spot, he was a guy I could call who could come through, and he knew it was the same with me. You know, so uh, uh, over the years, you know, I just always asked about his family and everything. So it really just hurt me to hear him so hurt um, by his father's passing. So I wanted to make sure that today I give this moment to say rest in peace to the Taylor family. I'm sorry, Sham, that you lost your dad. I know he meant a lot to you. And just keep your head up, brother. Uh, I know your brother just had his, his first uh, daughter. So, you know, just continue to just push that love into her. At least she got to spend a little time with, uh, you know, with your father and everything, man. And I love you, bro. And that's, I don't care how anybody feels about it. You know our relationship. I love you, dude. And so I asked Shamsu, did he mind uh, just giving me a, a video of how his own words about how he feels uh, about the situation, his father passing. If y'all don't mind the video, I haven't watched it yet. It's three minutes. Um, so I'm going to play it now. This is from Sham to his father. Um, rest in peace, Mr. Taylor. What's good, y'all? Shout out to my man, R. Savage. Hefe Hippie. My man, R, we've been rocking for over a decade, bro. I appreciate you. Love you. And I just want to do this in memorial for my pops. You know, he was a great man. He looked out for others. Took care of people. If I could describe him, in a sense, he was like a Robin Hood. He didn't care too much about how he was, but he always cared about others. He sacrificed. He came here to America after traveling from Sierra Leone, fresh out of high school, established a life for himself. When the Civil War broke out back in Sierra Leone, you can see it in movies like Blood Diamond or just other documentaries and shows and so on and so forth. 
he brought over his sisters, his brother, nieces, nephews, so on and so forth. Established them to get them green cards. Moved them in with him. And from that, they made their own successes, but which varies from being in IT, finance, nursing, security, so on and so forth. The list goes on. And it all started with him. He gave them a foundation to get a better life. And it's not just them that he helped. He helped other people from aunts and uncles, you know, just helping people get a bank account, explain to them about lending, things of that nature, or getting established in themselves with credit, things of that nature. He helped so many different people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he helped so many different people. But that's what I love about him. That's what other people love about him. Since um, his passing, so many people have reached out from Europe, both um, North America, um, back home in Sierra Leone, Nigeria. I have friends who their folks are out of town and their parents are calling me saying, giving me their condolences. So Pops, your love, you will be missed. Um, in closing, I just want to say family, friends, loved ones, if you got people in your life that you love, let them know. You never know when that could be it. Let them know. Talk to them. Have those moments. So when those times come, you can reflect on everything because you never know when that's the last time you're talking to, communicating with somebody. And also with COVID, y'all be safe. Everybody be safe. Live your life how you can, how you want to. Just be safe in the process. Take your precautions. Build up your immune system. Take your vitamins, whatever you use to build up your immune system. And live your life and be safe. All right? Watch the Ideas Podcast. One. My boy. And uh, I'm sorry, but I seem to have misplaced... Oh, hold up. Oh, it's here on the floor. But I said, where's my J? After hearing that. Man, yeah, man. So that's a uh, shout out to Shams. Once again, rest in peace to um, his father, man. Uh, Shams, a good guy, great family. Just, you know, it bothers me to see him going through this, his family going through this. Uh, he, he told me about it last week. And, you know, I, I said, man, you will pray that he'll make it out. Uh, I guess, you know, when God has his, uh, he calls you home, he calls you home. And uh, there's nothing we can do but just uh, celebrate his life and uh, continue to to live uh, an exceptional life for him. So that's for you, Shad, man. Love you, dude. Just wanted to do that for you. Um, so let's get into the show, guys. Let's get, get back into the, uh, get a little uplifted. Oh, you see my background? Oh, yeah. You see my background, shorty. That's the green screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right behind me is green. But there. Oh, yeah. It look good. Yeah. Yeah, it's green. Yeah. Oh, that's green. But here? Oh, it looks good. Yes. I have the work. You see my mic? You see the mic? <laughs> so, like, this this arm has been giving me uh, issues. It, it was all turned funny. I couldn't turn it the right way. So, I had to, had to reverse engineer the jaw and twist it and put an elbow on it. And now that the mic is is here, I got my background, got my mic. I feel good. 
It's warm outside. I saw people out playing basketball. Almost lost my mind today. Tomorrow, it's y'all. It's, 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 it's on you. I'm trying not to cuss. I'm coming. I let y'all chill today. I let y'all get out there, get your little ball on. I saw the guys out there shooting. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and enjoy yourself. Today, one day, I'm back. Tomorrow, I'm coming to get you. I have some stuff to do. Oh, you see? I, I cleaned my face up. You know, yesterday, I was looking all extra rough. You see me look like Sabretooth? I was out here looking like a Furby. I don't know what it was. It was just face, just Wolfman. I, yuck. I mean, I, I'm not a pretty boy. I don't care to, you know, get my hair done every two weeks. Oh, let me get my beard. I don't grow a beard. Only thing I need to do is brush my teeth, wash my face, and I get my hair done four times a year. You know, so for all you uh, rosters, your locks who get your hair done every two weeks, that's not, no, no. It's not how you're supposed to do it. That's why your hair popping, Okay. Thick roots, thick locks, baby. Four or five months every time. Yes. Thug it out. Now let's get into the show. Yo, how are you? Y'all good? Good. Uh, I'm doing well. Bow. Biden. Administration to give temporary pro uh, protected status to thousands of Venezuelans in USA. I think that's amazing. Over the years, man, especially when I was working at NMS and I got close to, uh, there was two in particular, Andreas, uh, you can get find him on Facebook at Dre Landetta, great guy, and uh, Cardi Bay, Reyes, I love Cardi Bay, she made me uh, these little trinkets, I've, I've kept them for like the last five years. Anyways, they're from Venezuela and they would, they would often tell me or be in discussion about you know the stuff that they was going through in their home home country and it was really bad man it, it, it's uh so you know a lot of people come here for refuge and you know seek asylum and stuff so it's good that um especially when we had trump and then you know whatever you feel about that but the whole wall and shutting down the border i mean so it's good to see that there is um, some type of protection, uh, some type of help. So let's read it just a little bit of it just to get a background. Uh, the White House Monday will announce a temporary protective status decree that, that could allow tens of thousands of Venezuelans who fled their homeland to remain in the United States with legal status, congressional sources say. The program marks a significant shift in U.S. policy towards Venezuelans who throughout most of Trump's administration were denied protection even as president tried excuse me even as the president Trump tried to overthrow the leftist government in Caracas his administration also secretly deported Venezuelan Venezuelans despite clamor in congress for protected status for Venezuelan refugees only on his last day in office Trump issued an executive order deferring the removal of Venezuelans for 18 months but it left them in limbo. The White House announcement was expected later Monday, but a staffer in the office of Senate, Dick Durbin, confirmed administration officials uh, had informed them in advance about the move. A second Senate office confirmed the decision. Fleeing poverty, hunger, disease, and the brutal rep uh, repression of President Nicolas Maduro, more than 4 million Venezuelans have left their country to date, according to the United States, uh, excuse me, United Nations, Refugee Agency 
and more than 800,000 have sought asylum globally. So it's good to see that, uh, you know, Biden is offering protection status, even if it's temporary, but hopefully temporary to become full-time permanent status. Man, it's, you know, we can complain about our own. Uh, it's easy to complain about the things that we go through in our everyday life. But man, I swear, if you just like step back and look at the the full picture of the world, man, it's a lot of uh, countries that are really, really in need of uh, resources, clean water, food, uh, clothes. And so I'm sorry for the Venezuelans that had to go and just anybody that's going, even in America. I mean, it's bad here in, in certain places too. So uh, it's, it's good that we're actually helping somebody. So I thought that was something nice to put up there, especially because I know Andreas and I know Cotty Bay and I know how they they how they felt about this this president. So three days, several sickened and suspected Kentucky overdoses. What is going on, people? I mean, Lord, Kentucky. I thought y'all y'all eating too much fried chicken. What the colonel? The colonel ain't doing it right. I'm trying to figure it out. It says police in southeastern Kentucky community are working with federal drug enforcement agency that identified the source of suspected overdose that resulted in three deaths and sickened several other people, including two officers. So I guess that fried chicken joke didn't pertain to this here. <laughs> the Hazard Police Department said on Facebook that officers responded to a report of suspected overdoses and an apartment found three bodies Thursday. A fourth person suspected of overdosing was taken to the hospital while eight more overdoses have since been reported in the city. Overdoses on what? That is the, that's what I'm trying to find. Two hazard police officers became ill while processing the suspected substance. The statement said authorities should know what it is by Monday night. What's today? Wednesday? I will update you on what this is. Wow. Uh, as I'm reading this, 150 missing kids found in Tennessee. A collaborative federal and local law enforcement effort in Tennessee resulted in the discovery of 150 missing children aged 3 to 17 between January 4th and February 26th. What? The task force headed by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations located the missing children during Three sweeps throughout the state conducted as an operation conducted as part of Operation Volunteer Strong over the nearly two month period. The operation was combined effort between TBI, which is the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, the U.S. Marshals and the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. The operation also resulted in a number of arrests in connection with the children. I'm trying to understand four of the children discovered during the operation were found to be potential human trafficking victims with a fifth identified as a human trafficking victim resulted resulting in a still active investigation by the Mississippi local police. Now this, this kid were from Mississippi, Mississippi and Tennessee. There were every few weeks you get a new missing kid. Um, this is scary. Actually, I was talking to somebody about this earlier we saw this uh, this lady. She had a group of kids with her. 
and she's walking ahead of the kids and the smallest kid is like 20 feet behind her. With the way people get taken off the streets, you would think like you'll be more mindful to you know, keep everybody close together. And But, you know, there's so many distractions out here. People aren't really thinking, um, wow. So the sheer number 150 is praiseworthy, but even more exciting is the reality behind each of those 150 numbers. 150 numbers is a child or youth whose life and future might be forever changed. It's not might. It is. If you've been sex trafficked or human trafficked or uh, stolen from your home, kidnapped, yeah, your life is going to be changed. You are going to need a lot of counseling. You just can't go back into regular life after you've been held a captive for years. I hope this operation changes the course for 150 young lives and leads them to the path of opportunity every child deserves. Well, you did say... Three to 17. So those people that are 16 and 17, they pretty much are, they don't have that, that, uh, that option anymore. It's a crazy world, man. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and re-edit. I'm gonna put all these links in here. Um, but I'm, I'm sick of the, the kid stuff. I'm absolutely sick of it. It's, it's getting to a point where it's like, yo, uh, get yourself together. I want to talk briefly because I don't want to. I think this one has a lot of uh, kind of serious tones and stuff. So just to kind of break really quickly. Blake Griffin officially signed with the, you like this, it's shaped like a weed. Who did I get that from? I've had that for years. I want to say almost 10. And I think I might remember who I got that from. I think possibly an ex-girlfriend, to be honest. I think. I can't remember, but I think. Blake Griffin went to the Nets. Hey, bro. I don't care where Blake Griffin goes. He's not a defensive stopper. He's not an offensive assassin anymore. He's a guy. He's a name. He's a presence. He's going to be on the court. When it comes to getting to L.A., okay, when you got to come through L.A., all right, just know, A.D. coming. Kobe, I said Kobe. God damn, I miss you, Kobe. LeBron coming, all right? I personally, honestly, let me not be biased, a Lakers, but we need another piece. Drummond's out there. I'm hearing Whiteside. I will take. I will take either one. I like Whiteside because Whiteside will he. Y'all see that new Matumbo commercial, where he he. I need to put that on here. The guy code. He's smacking everybody. Dog. He smacks somebody's whole load of laundry out the air. That's how you know somebody's hands are big. You can slap a whole load of laundry out the air in one. Yeah, I think Hassan Whiteside. Uh. Or Drummond, either or. They we need one of those big guys, uh, bad, like bad. We are small, really small. And you know, I play 2K. It doesn't necessarily represent actual life, but good lord, Marcus Saul is slow. I mean, Jesus, if he's that slow in real life, oh, oh my goodness, the man is slow. I mean, like he's like watching uh, a baby form. Oh. Boring. Slow. Can you? 
So congratulations to the Nets. You know, it's nice. It's cool. You know, y'all trying to do the Miami Heat thing. Get everybody to jump all over your team. Come all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Whatever. Fine. If that's what y'all want to do, that's cool. But don't act like this is Blake from Lob City who, who you know, was catching the junk bag here. You know what I'm saying? Slamming it in. That ain't the one you're getting no more. I think LeBron needs to kind of – I know he wants to – you know, it's based on seeding. He wants to probably get first two seeds. But it's like, look, LeBron, you're 39, 100 years old, bro. <laughs> you played 5,000 games. You probably just need to take a couple of games and break. Let's just get ready for the championship. Let's steamroll through the competition. Let's go get this two-peat. Boom. See how I just solved that for everybody? Yes. Moving on. Chris Kumo in trouble for stating I'm black on the inside. Oh, I know what he means. He's black, like, like, uh, like you know, you smoke and your lungs be black. Like, he's black like that in the inside. Like, evil in the inside. Is that what you're saying? You got, like, uh, because you're not black on the inside. No, that's not what it is. I don't know. what what Was he, he got a, a man that he's sleeping with and he's getting black on the inside, if you know what I mean? I mean, if that's what he's talking about, then excuse me, I'm wrong. I didn't mean to jump to conclusions, Kumo. Um, but, bruh, you're not, I don't even know what that means. I'm black on the inside. What is, I mean, I do know what that means, but, not you, Kumo. I, who's some black on the inside people? Eminem, once upon a time. I don't know about running now, but I remember back in the day. Uh, who got that black sweat? Mark Wahlberg. I mean, yeah, y'all might get y'all might go back to oh, he says some uh some racist remarks back in the, look, we all say racist stuff and all. We do. Either we're young and ignorant to the, you know. We're just young and ignorant, or we're just grown and stupid. Either or, he was young and ignorant then. Now he's a grown and smart and a successful, accomplished man. So I don't hold nobody to that. But we, you know what I don't like is this cancel culture. I don't like somebody going back 15 years and pulling up somebody's something that somebody say and using that to try to destroy them. Now, it's one thing about the Mr. Potato Head. This. This whole gender fluidity, uh, Mr. Potato Head. If we are really going there and we're taking genders from dolls, why even have toys anymore? We should just all play with blocks and uh, Legos because get rid of Barbie. No, no, no. I have a Barbie. No, Ken. Mm -mm. Get rid of Ken. LOLs. No, why we need those? Those are uh, girls. No. Mm. Like, it's stupid. Let people play with the toys they want to play with. You're telling me Mr. Potato Head can't be Mr. Potato Head? There's a Mrs. Potato Head. There's literally, you could take off his nose and lips and mustache and put on, you can make the potato however you want. Now, this is really going to be a thing. Like, we're going to, we're going to cancel Mr. Potato Head because of his gender. We're going to cancel Eminem because of lyrics he wrote 10 years ago. What is the deal? How, you know what? You know, it's so funny how people just under a microscope and go dig into your past. I guarantee you, I can dig. We can all dig into each other's past and find something. Yo, like people change. Not all. I mean, maybe not for the better, but people do change. You know, I just find it stupid. A lot of people make a way of living 
by what they're doing and it's just ridiculous. Yes, maybe pull them up on it. All right, what was up with this? What, what was what's that? I, I read this. Where was that? What, what was your mind at then? And let them explain themselves. They can apologize. They can do what they want. But let them explain themselves and move on. Eminem is 40-something years old. You're going to you're gonna drag him for something he said when he was 30? <laughs> like, isn't there's, there's statute of limitations on almost everything out here except murder. But there's no statute of limitation on what you said 15 years ago. We're not talking about some old racist, uh, you know, spitting slurs out every day. It's just, I don't get it. I don't get why everybody trying to cancel everything. We trying to cancel toys. We trying to cancel actors. Jeremy Renner, uh, what's the the girl, uh, the the ex MMA fighter that was on the Mandalorian? We, I mean, we cancel everybody. Somebody say Kevin Hart. We only tried to cancel him because he said he didn't want his son to be. Uh, one way, oh, cancel him. I mean, it, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. So, other Kumo. Is this the same Kumo? Is this the same Chris or is this the brother? I can't tell. This is Andrew Kumo. So Mr. Andrew Kumo uh, faces new sexual harassment allegations, this time at Executive Mansion. He's been accused of sexual harassment by a sixth woman who alleged he touched her inappropriate last year at the Executive Mansion in Albany. You know, I'm always so curious. Like, he touched, you know, somebody inappropriate. Like, what do these guys just walk up to him and just grab him by the stuff? Like, Hey, what's up? And like flick their nipple. Uh, they should slap the hell out of him. That would cause a scene. Why'd you just slap Andrew Kumo? He just grabbed my crotch. Stop waiting a year. Put him on blast right then. Right then. As soon as they touch you. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No. Don't touch me. He touched me. He, he touched me. Get him right then. No, we want to wait three years. I don't care if the person's powerful. Put it on the record. Put it on the record. Put it on record. Because once it comes out, it takes one person. Once that one person, it takes two, three, four, five. As you can see, six. If you would have said this last year, this probably wouldn't have went as far as it went. You could It could have been shut down after the second person, after the first person. Ladies, speak up. If there's somebody attacking you, if there's somebody sexually harassing you, if there's somebody doing anything that you don't want them to do, speak up. You have men in your lives. Speak up. I bet all of you have a Superman somewhere in your corner who's ready to come out and, and fight justice for you. Tell somebody. It's so ridiculous to hear that women go through all this stuff. They get beat. They get raped. They get assaulted. And they don't tell nobody. I teach my daughter. I've been teaching her since she was little. Talk to me. Tell me everything. And she does. A little bit. She tells me stuff I really don't care about sometimes. But she tells me. Tell me about her arguments. Tell you about her friends that bother her. Tell me everything. Tell me. Tell somebody. I know. I know y'all strong and powerful. I know Wonder Woman 1997. Whatever the movie. I know. That's y'all. I get it. I got all that. I get. Oh, bam. Oh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All that. I got you. 
Y'all got it. I feel you. I'm not saying y'all weak. I'm just saying, tell somebody. Tell somebody. Because this right here, if my daughter told me, Andrew Kumo, I'm going to be on my way to New York. I'm going to slap the hell out of Kumo. Keep your freaking nasty hands to yourself. No means no. I've never had an issue with that. If I was messing with a chick, you know, you try to be all slick, you know, touch the little thighs. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my bad. You don't push the envelope. She said no. Leave it at no. Don't. Who gave you the God-given right to walk up and touch anybody? I wish y'all slapped the hell out of them and make a scene. As soon as he touch, ah, 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 like you on fire. Ah, what happened? He touching me. He's grabbed my cooch. Anyways. So a six woman has leveled allegations of sexually inappropriate conduct against Governor Andrew M. Kumo, accusing him of touching her without consent late last year during an encounter at the governor's mansion. The alleged incident took place after the woman, a member of the governor's executive chamber staff, had been summoned to the mansion to assist the governor with a work-related matter. The woman's governor, with uh, excuse me, the woman's supervisors recently became aware of the allegation and alerted the governor council of it on Monday. An official close to the matter on Tuesday confirmed to the Times Union that the new allegation had been made, although Kumo, during a news conference hours later, denied knowledge of it. That's the thing I don't like. <laughs> be, these people be straight uh, predators and don't have the spine or balls to just be like, yeah, I'm a creep. I'm a predator. I did it. Lock me up. I do the time. No, it's always, I ain't do it. That wasn't me. That was my twin. You don't have no brothers, fool. Well, I mean, not Kumo, but you get what I'm saying. Like R. Kelly, that wasn't me. It was a twin. R. Kelly, you don't have a twin. When that video with the little girl. You don't got a twin. Why are you lying? <laughs> like, we can look up that you don't have a, a twin. And it's not hard to look at the birth. Anyways. All right, so an official close to the matter on Tuesday confirmed to the Times Union that a new allegation had been made, although Kumo during the press... Oh, I just read that. <laughs> Why y'all ain't tell me? Come on, man, tell a brother something. In response to detailed questions about the handling of the women's allegations by the governor's office, Beth Garvey, acting counsel to the governor, said all allegations that we learn of directly or indirectly are going promptly to the investigators appointed by the attorney general. So she's acting counsel to the governor. So they, I don't like that they're putting this woman in this situation to kind of, is she siding with Kumo? Because she's, she's acting counsel to the governor. So she's counseling him. I think she needs to be uh, scolding his ass. If this is true, you don't need to touch no more. You need to be out of the office. You need to be locked up. It's just that simple. You can't keep your hands to yourself. I know uh, Big John and uh, uh, they got all the, the gangster names in jail. Uh, uh, Ray Ray, uh, D Ray, uh, uh, all those names. Uh, Big Baby, all them going to break you down. I hope they just give you all that you, they grabbing your private parts and, and flicking your nipples and stuff. See how you like it when a big, strong man is telling you, hey, hey, sit your ass down. And take it. I'm just saying. For every man that wants to, to exert your power, I would love 
for you to be locked up and that and the man man he exerts his power on you and you get to enjoy feeling little and and vulnerable so first i'm not aware of any other claim he said as i said last week this is very simple i never touched anyone inappropriately I never made any appropriate advances and no one ever told me at the time that I made them feel uncomfortable. Obviously there are people who said after the fact they felt uncomfortable. You're the governor, stupid. Of course she's going to be like, <laughs> Oh, thank you. She's not going to be like, yo, you basically hold my job and career in your hand. You know, of course, she's not going to say something to you right then, even though I think she should. I think as soon as they she touches, he touches you, you should be up in arms, hollering. I hate when they say this. I didn't do it, but uh, nobody said I was on. Un- they were uncomfortable. You did. It sounds like you're circling back to like you did do it. Like whatever. Those are the Kumos. One thinks he's black inside and and one is touching women inappropriately and lying about uh, uh, falsifying COVID deaths and and stuff in nursing homes. So, and I, after like, you know, after going through the Kumo thing, I was like, well, let me just go and see how many lawmakers have been accused of assault. And as you can see, since 2017, 90, 90 lawmakers, 90 lawmakers. These are the people that that's <laughs> going to try you at court. And st- the lawmakers, they make the laws that they themselves don't even follow. It Lawmakers, sexual assault in children and women and, and men or whatever your preference is. I mean, it's so many. Alaska, uh, Republican, Dean Westlake, Alaska, Republican, Zach Fansler, Arizona, Republican, Don Shooter, California, Assemblyman, Matt Debon, blah, 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 California, Raul Bork, I don't know, these names are crazy, California, Tony Mendoza, where's Merlin, Colorado, uh, Steve Lebesock, Florida, you know it's going to be something in Florida, Senator Jack Latvala, that these what what can we get some decent names? Who was creating these names? Jeff Clemens, Hawaii, Joseph Suki, Idaho, Brandon Hickson, Iowa, Senator, Majority Leader, Bill Dix, Bill Dix, huh? Maine, Dylan Bates. Oh, we don't got nothing to Merlin. Yeah, Merlin. Yeah, Merlin. Massachusetts, Senate President Stan Rosenberg, Minnesota. I'm going, I'm skipping through. I'm not reading on 90. <laughs> Tony Cornish, Ohio, Clifford Heights, Oklahoma, Senator Ralph Shorty. And it goes on. I'm only at 30. Washington. They don't say DC. They just say Washington. Oh no. Senator Kevin Ranker. M- Republican Matt Manweller. Manweller. What a name. And that's it goes on and on. These are the people that makes our laws. It's just ridiculous. Like people that's running our country. Oh, Piers Morgan, another another one of these people that uh, you know, 
they say stuff and then they just jump, just completely run for cover after, um, you know, the backlash and stuff comes from it. Let's see. Pierce Morgan quits. I, I read here he quits, but I read somewhere else he was he was fired. So we'll see. ITV presenter Piers Morgan has quit the morning show Good Morning Britain. According to Variety, Morgan shared in a statement that following discussions with ITV, Piers Morgan has decided now it's time to leave Good Morning Britain. ITV has accepted this decision and has nothing further to add. So uh, Morgan's departure comes after more than 41,000 people wrote in on Ofcom, the United Kingdom's media regulator, after Morgan said during Monday's edition of the show that he did not believe Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, had actually struggled with her mental uh, health. An explosive interview with Oprah Winfrey, which aired on Sunday night in the United States, Meghan appeared alongside her husband, Prince Harry, to discuss their uh, decision to leave the British royal family. Meghan says she described experience, described experiencing persistent suicidal thoughts. I was ashamed to have to admit it to Harry. I knew that if I didn't say it, I would do it. I just didn't want to be alive anymore. Um, Megan went to say that she asked a senior royal about seeking inpatient care, but was rebuffed because it wouldn't be good for the institution. Morgan made several unfounded claims that Megan's assertions were lies. Who did you go to? What did they say to you? I'm sorry. I don't believe a word she said. Megan Markle. Uh, Morgan said on the show, I wouldn't believe it if she read me a weather report. Morgan wasn't the only commentator to criticize Megan. Right-wing radio host Ben Shapiro suggested that she was lying about racist backlash. What do you mean? Oh, wait, 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 pause. Time out. You telling me you're you, the instance, like the just the, the the people are so insensitive. First of all, you, I'm sure this is a white man, trying to tell a black woman who excuse me, but have you has there been any uh black people as princes and, and queens and kings in Britain in the last in my Nope, I think it was just Queen Elizabeth for 345 years. Okay, so you're telling me that so, that culture that is not like, let's be real, never seen a black person in that position in these times, especially over there in UK. And you're going to say that this woman is lying about how she feels racist, you know, backlash. Of course, she does. This is a white. This is a white royal family, and you know? this mixed black woman just walked in here. Of course, and you gonna say she's lying? People are so insensitive. That right there is enough for me to be like, yeah. I, if I was a, if I was the owner, I'd have called him. I'd have stopped right there. Uh, is this such a such? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, you're fired. What are you talking about? And that's the thing. And I love all people, but that's the thing about some, some. Cause not everybody. Some, some white people have really pisses me off. Y'all trying to tell us how it is to be, uh, to be talked down to, to be treated differently, to be uh, abused, to be harassed. Anyways, I understand you don't like Meghan Markle. You made it so clear a number of times. Um, is that it? Hold up. 
I think I went. Okay, then let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. I stopped because he threw me off. He said she was lying about racist backlash, for instance. But an Ofcom spokesman told Variety that they had received 41,000 complaints about Morgan's comments by 2 p.m. UK time. Guys, like I just said, this is a black woman that's inserted into a white royal family. You think those people in the UK want to hear this black woman talking bad about their queen? Hey, yo, if see, this is why I can't read certain stuff because it, it makes me mad deep in my core. Because it's just ignorance. Ignorance. It doesn't, I mean, Jesus, what do you got to look through? A kaleidoscope? Uh, take your rose-colored glasses off to see truth? It's, it's like stuff is so obvious and then people... Act like it's not, and it pisses me off, stupid-ass person. Then, oh, excuse me. So he said, by 2 p.m., we have launched an investigation into Monday's episode of Good Morning Britain under our harm and offense rules. Then, during the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Britain, Morgan stormed off the set during the live broadcast after Alex Beresford stood up for Megan. Well, thank you, Alex Beresford, if that's your correct spelling or pronunciation of your name. I understand you don't like Meghan Markle. You made it so clear a number of times. He then indicated that Meghan used to communicate with Morgan, but has since cut him off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Beresford said he, excuse me, has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with this, said Morgan before exiting the show set. So clearly there's a personal agenda behind this, and um, you better stay your ass in UK, Morgan. Stay on over there with your with your uh, with your 17th century ideology, okay? You're mad because the woman don't want to talk to you. Whatever you did for her not to talk to, she don't want to talk to you. Probably like a lot of the women that you dealt with, you shriveled up shrimp nuts having bastard. This guy can't stand him. Takashi Six Nine is calling out Meek Mills, and Meek Mills is basically saying like, "Yo, I feel like he's trying to set me up to get me in trouble." Hey, Meek, you don't got nothing to prove, okay? This is a snitch. He's a snitch, all right? He don't have hands. Matter of fact, I wish I was a rapper that was on scene because I would come right back and I would call him out. You, matter, matter of fact, if this can make it to Takashi 6996, you want to throw hands, come to the DMV, bro. Come to the DMV and we'll show you hands. All that big faking and... And, and snitching and, and on this showing, but yeah, bro, bring all that down here. Lead the straps, come show the hands. You don't got them. I know you don't. I know you don't. I just don't like that dude, bro. You a snitch. Ever since you got out of jail, all you've done is just clout chase. It just like, and why does anybody respect him? Why is anybody making videos? Why is anybody making songs with him? This dude's a clown. Look at his hair. Look at his face. Look at his tattoos. He's stupid. He's stupid. And yeah, he probably trying to set my man up. My man is on parole, probably. Me? Is he on something? He can't get caught back up smacking this clown. I'd be like, bro, if you showed up to my spot talking trash, right, but you got cameras around, it's a setup. If you want to really see me with your, with them hands, you show up like a man without no cameras and stuff. So I, I agree with Meek in a sense. But yeah, he probably was trying to set him up. This is a fed cop-out punk dude, bro. He shouldn't even be in the rap game. He should be excommunicated. But I don't know what it is about this 2020, 2021, y'all rappers, this new climate of people. 
This could not be accepted in the 90s, early 2000s. I wish he was doing this with 50 Cent, Eminem, Busta Rhymes, and all them dudes were together going after uh, 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 Ja Rule and what? What? Bruh, he wouldn't even made it today. Because back in the day, they was murdering people, like, straight up, like, in the streets. And I'm not saying that's something I condone, but I'm just saying, like, real street dudes back in the day was rappers, and they were putting people down. Nowadays, they claim to be from somewhere. They probably not. They probably from uh, the states that they claim, but not the area. Because money can buy you into anything. This dude's a clown. I, I just I just think he's funny. I think Meek Mills, uh, I would say, all right, bro, you want to do it? We can do it like Nate Robinson and, and Cuz did it. Let's get in the ring then. And punish him. I'll punish him. Cuz a clown. He just makes... He's just a clown. I just don't get what, what else does he want in life? Let's go sit down somewhere. I thought this is a... I don't like stuff like this. Matter of fact, before I get there, I'm going I'm to go in order and come down to it. More T.I. and tiny issues. Did y'all look at that? Drug me. And destroyed my anal cavity. Bruh. Did you see the wording? Destroyed. Anal cavity. Hold up. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. I'm going to have to watch. I'm going to have to go back and look at this. They're talking about some about NCIS. One of the characters died. I haven't watched NCIS in a while, but I hope it ain't Gibbs and nothing like Gibbs, my dog. Um, yeah, let me pull this up. That's completely ridiculous. I am, you know, them down south brothers like like anal. I'm just that's where all that booty licking crap came from. I got down south cousins, so ain't nobody gonna tell me. I know. The accusations against rapper T.I. and his wife Tiny have gotten way more serious. MTO News learned that a high school girl aged who was only 17 at the time of the alleged incidents claiming that T.I. and Tiny drugged her, presumably had sex with her, and when she woke up, her anal cavity was completely destroyed. And of course, she writes here, good lord, that must have hurt. Like you, Whoever the editor is, they didn't need to put that in there. The details are so shocking that many media publications are refusing to reprint them. Well, here they are, and I'm going to tell you, because T.I. and them are tearing people's anal cavities up. The girl once worked as an intern at one of the rapper studios when she was in high school. She described an alleged incident when she was 17 and working for the couple on T.I.'s tour bus when she claims his wife gave her a drink and two pills that made her hot and sweaty, and she began hallucinating and felt like she was floating. Well, little 17-year-old, I uh, wish you had just slightly more intelligence then. You shouldn't take no pills from somebody, period. I've never taken a pill, ever. Not unless it was a Advil or something, and, that, and that's rare. I don't take pills. But, like, you're going to take a drink and two pills? I don't care if my favorite porn star was trying to get... No, I ain't taking those pills. Nah. Just come over here and let's, let's do this. Um, she claims that Tiny took her to the back of the tour bus to cool off and that T.I. came over next and started commenting on her appearance. She says 
She says she then blacked out and woke up naked on the bed, bleeding from her vagina. She also felt discomfort in her anus. Wow. The next day, she claimed she was taken home by one of the couple's employees who said she needed to learn to keep her mouth shut. And if she did not, bad things could happen to her and her family. Such coward. That, that, that makes me mad. I told Kennedy. Let me just real quick. I told Kennedy, if a teacher or anybody ever says something like that to you, like they, you know how some of these teachers touch children. And they touch you and be like, if you tell your parents, I'll, I'll hurt. I said, well, tell me. I want them to come hurt me. Soon as you tell me, I'm coming straight to straight to them. Let's see if you want to hurt me. You don't even know my daughter told me. By the time I get to you, bro, it's going to be too late. Anyways. So, uh, she claims that she started losing control of her bowels and her sleep and was taken to the hospital where she was told she suffered trauma to her anal cavity due to intense anal penetration. The girl claims that she may have permanently damaged her anal cavity for life. T.I. and Tiny are continuing to deny all allegations. The couple claims that they had never drugged or forced anyone to do anything against their will. What do y'all think? I know what I think. And I, I know what I think because I've been I've been on to the the industry and, and the stuff that they do behind the scenes. So I mean the man say he ain't do it, but I'm inclined not to believe him. Same guy that said he didn't snitch in court. And he did. <laughs> All right, Senate confirms Marcia Fudge to lead Department of Housing and Urban Development. Uh, it's good to see our black women, our, our ladies, our black ladies. They are getting these, these uh, positions of power. It's amazing. Keep it up. Keep it up. It says, why it matters. President Biden pledged while running in 2020 to improve fair housing practices, ending Redlining and increase the supply of high-quality, affordable homes. Fudge will now spearhead those efforts by the administration. Fudge will inherit a, a rent backlog crisis. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. As soon as I get to work, oh, I got a crisis <laughs> with eviction. Uh, with evictions during the COVID-19 pandemic prompting millions of tenants to forego paying their landlords while accumulating massive back rent bills. Housing possible possible what was it housing possible possible housing policy is also likely to intersect with green energy and infrastructure initiatives which are both priorities for biden so the big picture fudge 68 has served in the uh in the house since 2008 and is a former chair of the congressional black caucus she was originally gunning to be biden's secretary of agriculture but that nomination ultimately went to former iowa governor tom Vilsack. So we'll go for her. And I know it's screwed up here. So she's gonna have a lot of work to do, especially if this is on a national level. But more power to you. Yeah, man, they passed they passed the bill. 1.9 trillion. That sounds like the money they paid paid out to all those uh billionaire companies when uh the GameStop thing happened. They paid that out quick. They paid this out like five months. 
it took forever to get this, but you, you saw how quick they gave those uh, billionaires their money, you know, to bail them out. So, yeah, they said they're going to sign into law Friday and that by next week. Uh, next week, they will be rolling it. They should be rolling them out. So, uh, listen, listen. I'm not your father. I'm not your brother. I ain't your friend, your cousin, your lover, none of that. Unless I am. <laughs> Unless I am one of those things to you. But if I don't know you and you're hearing this, listen, be smart. Money, Be just be smart with your money. Like, stop wanting things and get things that you need, you know, or save the money for a rainy day. I'm just saying. So who needs to hear that? You know, you blow through that money and then say something happens, and you and you tight. You could have had fourteen hundred dollars, but you choose to buy a Gucci bag, a purse, a new Xbox, PlayStation Five, a prostitute for two hours, a threesome. I don't know. Prioritize. See, as I'm going through this, I'm giving y'all live. I'm getting I'm getting live stuff like it's, it's hitting me. Verify. Yeah, I know I be going on Johnson and Johnson because I'm to this day, I'm completely baffled as how they want us to trust in a company that can't even make baby powder without causing cancer and ovarian diseases and such and such, right? Where's my channel at? Oh, I just had to go down a little bit further. Okay. So I never trust Johnson & Johnson for anything. If their name's on something, I don't want it. Okay. So here we go right here. Johnson & No, this is what it says. Verify. Yes. Johnson & Johnson used aborted fetal cells, fetal cell lines in its creation of the COVID-19 vaccine. What does that mean? Because I know that Chinese people take aborted, uh, like pregnancies, aborted fetal, you know, and they put it in pills and they take it to boost their immune system. That is, that is real. But I need. I'm trying to understand. Johnson and Johnson vaccine was tested and it and is produced with abortion derived cell lines, raising moral concerns. But hey, here I go telling y'all for months about chimeras, chimeras trying to put foreign DNA in our bodies and, and stuff like that. Or just saying to do your research on the vaccination. Just research it. Just look it up for yourself. Make sure before you inject the stuff in your body that it's exactly what it's supposed to be. But nobody listens because they have scared the hell out of everybody. To the point where they feel like, oh, we need to get, I'm trying to get back to my regular life. And that, whether it means taking a vaccine that might completely alter my, my genetics, I don't care. I just need this vaccine so I can get back in the streets. I can get back to wearing no masks. I can get back to my life. And then this right here. It's morally compromised. It says... The Catholic Church issued a statement warning Catholics that the shot is morally 
compromise. I didn't write it. It's right here. I didn't write it. It's right there. Damn screen too bright. I didn't write it. It's here. Okay? So, they're saying, uh, therefore, if one has the ability to choose a vaccine, I would say go unvaccinated because, A, we have been built and our bodies are created to fight off certain things. I just... I just don't get why we would need to take. I, I don't know. It's just me. Whatever. Believe what you want. I don't care. Uh, but they said you should, if you could choose, choose the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccines. How do you say that? Who modern and RNA? What's it called? Whatever. So I'm trying to see. Miss Adams, Victoria, and several others asked the Verify team that Johnson & Johnson use cells derived decades ago from an abortion to create the vaccine. We have three sources for this. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, Johnson & Johnson, and Dr. Amesh Adalja, a senior scholar at John Hopkins who treats infectious disease, critical care, and emergency patients, and also works on pandemic policy. The vaccine itself does not include any kind of fetal cells. However, the vaccine is manufactured using fetal cells as it is AstraZeneca vaccine. I actually passed that when I'm driving in New Jersey. AstraZeneca is right there down 95, I think. Is it 95 or is it 295? Because at some point you have to jump over on 295 and go across the bridge. Anyway, it's right there. You should throw up. Let me not say that. I know where you are, AstraZeneca. I'm coming to get you. Uh, the origin of these cells lines is from a aborted fetuses. So... He's kind of confused me right here. Let's go back. The vaccine itself does not include any kind of fetal cells. But then he goes right back and says, however, the vaccine is manufactured using fetal cells. One of them. Yeah, he's looking like, did that just happen? <laughs> That's my face. What? Did I just read the same thing? Twice? Hold on. The vaccine itself does not include any kind of fetal cells. However, the vaccine is manufactured using fetal cells. The origin of these cells lines is from aborted fetuses. Am I reading something wrong? I, I feel stupid right now. Like, let's go on further. Johnson & Johnson issued a statement to verify a team saying, in part, there is no fetal tissue in our Janssen vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine, our COVID-19 vaccine. It says Janssen. That's why I said that. Our COVID-19 vaccine is, is an inactivated, non-infective ad, adenovirus vector similar to the co-virus, which codes for the coronavirus spike proteins we are able to manufacture hundreds millions of doses using our engineered cell line system that enables the rapid production of new viral vaccines to combat many of the most dangerous infectious disease um in part don't deal with johnson johnson i don't care what they're talking about they're lying all these people lie and i don't know why y'all act like 
they tell the truth. What happens is they grow the virus through those cells. Then they harvest the virus, filter all of the all of that material. What you get in your vaccine is actually the virus that's been engineered. So they are they are they saying they're creating the virus? Is that what they're saying? They're creating the virus and they are giving you a shot. I'm confused. Well, I'm gonna have to go deeper into this. This literally just popped up. This was not supposed to be part of today's uh show. But as I was going through stuff, I saw this and I was like, whoa, we got to talk about all. So Dr. Adalja says, while the COVID-19 vaccine is getting a lot of attention right now, fetal cells lines are used to make many vaccines. That's why I don't take them. The chickenpox vaccine, the shingles vaccine, the hepatitis A vaccine, the rubella vaccine, one of those rabies vaccines all use fetal cells. So this is nothing new. So you're telling me, See, I don't like when people try to take the narrative. You can take the narrative and, and spin any and say what you want. But when I read this, I just see bull crap. So this is nothing new. So you you could have been basically putting foreign DNA in, in people's bodies for the last 30 years. Is what I read that as. I'm just saying, we are the test dummies. Y'all don't understand that. The only people that aren't the test dummies are the rich. It's the 20 percenters. It's, when I was in a business class, this is how I was taught to me. 80% of the population makes 20% of the money. 20% of the population makes 80% of the money. So you get what I'm saying? That 20%, they're good. They're the ones sitting in, in their rooftops looking at us like, yeah, let's see. Let's see how this works. Like, oh, no, they're sick. Oh, they're dying. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then once we get it perfectly fine and, and corrected, then we'll take it. And we'll be <laughs> strong forever. I just heard, what, what's the Charles? What's his title in England? Prince Charles? King Charles? I don't know. Charles something. I heard he just had a heart transplant or something. And he's still living. Something over there. They're doing something. These, these rich people. They got a whole nother, they probably got their own grocery store. Like the most naturally grown foods ever. I don't know. It's just like, why does it seem like the richest people live to be 105? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so we can verify that Johnson & Johnson did use aborted fetal cells in this creation of the COVID-19 vaccine. <sighs> That I did is, yeah, I did talk about Kumo, but this is him and another uh, article basically saying I never touched anyone appropriately. This is before the sixth person came out. So he's he's been. So as I wind down, I'm going to give these two real quick. I meant to three, two. I'm going to give these two. It's going to segue and. I'm going to go into a, my Facebook post, which is going to segue into these last two posts, then a little some some, and I'm done. I read this today. I saw uh, Leonard, Miles Leonard, uh, had some anti-Semitic slurs, and so uh, Julian Edelman, who is a Jewish football athlete, had wrote an open letter to him, and I just I'm gonna read it out. Uh, I'm just going to read it out now. See what he says. 
So uh, apparently in a video that surfaced Tuesday on social media, Leonard could be heard saying, effing cowards, don't effing snipe me, you effing. It's something with K and B. I don't know what those are, but that's apparently a slur. Uh, trying to think what's a Jewish slur right now. I, I can't. It's not coming to me. So this is what the re the letter that reads the letter reads from uh Julian letter Julian from Julian Edelman to Myers Myers Leonard. He wrote this on Twitter, and it was uh, added directly to him an open letter to Myers Leonard. So we've never met. I hope we can one day soon. I'm sure you'll be getting a lot of criticism for what you said. Not trying to add to that. I just want to offer some perspective. I get the sense that you didn't use that word out of hate, more out of ignorance. Most likely you weren't trying to hurt anyone or even profile Jews in your comment. That's what makes it so destructive. When someone intends to be hateful, it's usually met with great resistance. Casual ignorance is harder to combat and has greater reach, especially when you command great influence. Hate is like a virus. Even accidentally, it can rapidly spread. I'm down in Miami fairly often. Let's do us a, a Shahaba dinner with some friends. I'll show you a fun time. That's awesome. He should be, that's that's a great way to respond. And you know, that should be a lesson to a lot of people. Here's a guy who is a Jewish of Jewish descent, of uh, you know, that's his his culture, his religion. Here's a guy who is speaking. Or say something that could be taken in complete offense. And instead of attacking him like the rest of everybody would do, he's going to educate him. That's the problem. Nobody's willing to educate. We just want to point fingers and cuss people out and tell them how effed up a person they are. Educate these people. Educate them. I think that is an amazing way to go about this situation. And I, I would I will applaud Julian Edelman. If I had his number, I'd text him and say, man, good job. That was nice. Uh, but I, I'm gonna the only people that really understand the true struggles of uh racism and, and being profiled is is us African Americans and Jewish. They they the only ones that understand understand it, you know. So I like that, Julian, and uh, we should take more of a, that approach. That was a great way to respond to uh, uh, anti-Semitic slur. And through education, he can teach him. Um, being, you know, educating somebody and beating them down does two different things. You educate somebody, they get to learn and correct that mistake. You beat them down, they just become deeper like angrier and, and more in themselves and so i really appreciate julian edelman for taking that approach good job last thing before i get into my facebook post and then i'm gonna wrap this up uh every time i see that wft it looks like what the f I, it's like when you look at it real quick you almost got to go back and be like hold up what'd that say <laughs> it looked like what the f uh but no it's the it's the Redskins. alex smith man we had to release alex smith i you know, when Alex Smith first came in the league, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know what the big deal was with him. I heard he had small hands. He didn't do good the first couple of years. He got benched, and then uh, they brought in the uh, Shanahan, and then he just started balling out, and then 
you know. So and he went to Kansas City, did good there. It was always a game manager, and he finally came to the Redskins, which I was happy about because I'm like, he's a winner, and that's all that matters. Um, but I understand why he I understand why Ron Rivera uh let him go, you know. That injury, that man almost lost his leg, and you know, it's a great story, but it takes one one bad hit, and you know, he has a beautiful wife beautiful kids just go home and enjoy those millions brother but it says uh he basically was you know he was uneasy with alex smith going back in there and playing you know he was very worried if he gets hurt again and uh so he said uh rivera basically admitted that he was scared to play smith you know it was always in the back of my head. What if he gets hurt again? What if he gets, what if he hurts that leg again? I'll be the guy that put him back on the field to get him hurt again. I struggle with that every day. That was tough. So we don't need to go in, you know, deeper than that. We understand. Uh, I'm proud of Alex Smith for, to, for muscling it up and going back out there because football is one of the most dangerous, deadly uh, sports. And, you know, Man, it, it it takes somebody literally roll up on your leg. Like they don't even have to go for you. They can literally get pushed from the back and hit you in your leg. And so yeah, I was nervous watching him play. <laughs> to be honest, nervous as hell watching him. I don't think I got to put my uh hold on. Y'all gonna see me pop up in another screen briefly, but I'm a I need to put something up so y'all know what I'm talking about. So excuse me. Let me get this. As soon as I show my face, I'm gonna take me down. I'm gonna talk about this post. All right. All right. All right. One second. One second. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. All right. Here it go. Boom. Okay. This right here. I had posted this. Uh, the reason why I posted this before I read it to you is because of this. I was on IG scrolling. Where's the picture? I'm about to go to my body. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm annoying myself because this stuff should be in here. Sorry, one last thing. So let me just let me pull this back up. So the reason why I wrote this is because I had scrolled through IG and I had seen this. And I'm looking, and I'm like, yo, is she wearing pantyhose with no drawers like their pants? And I was confused because I'll explain here. So I wrote, look, 
I get it. Sex sells or whatever. But Slim out here wearing see-through stockings, no panties, ass or bottom. Maybe because I'm a dad of two girls, this doesn't work for me. Or it doesn't do it for me. I mean, honestly, how much attention does one person need? Craziest part is when a man tries to stop and talk to her, she acts like she doesn't want the attention. Yes, you do. Go put some damn jeans on and get your priorities in check. I love women, but y'all don't leave nothing to the imagination anymore. Just dropping news every day. I'm pretty much numb to it. Remember when you were pressed to see porn? Not anymore. Just log on to Twitter, IG, or Facebook. That's realistic. I'm going to go through a couple of comments really quick. And I feel like every time I make a comment, there's this uh, there's this one girl who always has something to say. And I offered her the chance to come on here and talk to me so we don't get conversation misconstrued through the through typing on Facebook or whatever. She write, women don't get dressed for men. Women get dressed for themselves. You don't know what that woman went through with that woman. She meant woman went through to love herself. Stop sexualizing a woman's body. Most don't want attention just because they dress that way. They do it for them. It's called self-appreciation. But no one looks at it that way. Automatically, the woman is looked at as a slut hoe. But did you did you F though? Hmm. Well, I responded. I didn't sexualize anybody. Secondly, I'm tired of that excuse because that is a terrible excuse. Years, they scream. Years, you women have screamed. Men using women as sex objects. But because now y'all take control and run with the narrative, it's okay. So wearing a t-shirt and see-through panties is self-appreciation. That's a contradiction. But also, it's my opinion as a father of two daughters. Okay? So, who cares what she say after that? Because I offer her the, the, ability, the, the opportunity to come and talk to me, man and woman. And she didn't respond. Does have nothing to say back to that. So, I can care less what she's talking about. But um, my boy Rod said, and this is this is perfect. I think we should all walk around naked. Then all this convo is shot. We won't be so horny and curious if everything was out on Front Street. Like, oh, just another set of tits. The problem is women wear these clothes that stimulate curiosity and lust. Wearing no clothes isn't self-appreciation. Thank you, bro. Getting your hair done, spa day, workouts. That is, if I wear no shirt and go to DC Wharf, that ain't self-appreciation. Exactly. And <laughs> that's the thing. It's contradiction. It's, it's like y'all don't understand what y'all really be talking about. It's like y'all just, y'all get caught up in the, oh, a man is talking about a woman. Let me defend. No. How about you actually listen? How about you you listen and then respond. Like, if if something's for yourself, who sees it? Just you, right? If something's truly for you, you're the only person that sees it. Only person. Am I lying? So if I if I if I don't want attention and I won't put it out online, then I won't. And and that's a, and it's another bull crap because I put out a post a few months ago. I should go back and find it. And I said, ladies, when y'all just I said, so y'all just put clothes on, take pictures of yourself in your house, and then what? Like just take the clothes back off and get back in bed. And a lot of girls are like, yeah, we just <laughs> who's that for? Who's it for? 
it just doesn't make sense to me that a woman is barely 60 degrees outside. And the first chance you get, you come outside with stockings as your pants, no drawers and a sweatshirt. So your, your butt, your vagina and everything is out in the middle of the street. But you're going to tell me, no, she doesn't do it for the people. She does it for herself. She does it for self-appreciation because I don't know what she went through. What? What are you talking about? Stop sexualizing a woman's body. I didn't sexualize anything. I didn't. But let's talk about that. And as I said, for years, women argued about, look at the rap videos. I don't even watch vid music videos because of it. I, start, I haven't watched music videos in over 10 years. I didn't like the over-sexualization. I love women. I love bodies. I love all of that. But I wasn't raised with a mom who would walk around with her ass and her, her breast out. No, my mom is a very successful woman who's running a, a running a hospital, running a couple, you know, doing her thing. And always, if it was grown, it was set, grown and sexy. But y'all misconstrue grown and sexy from straight trash. That is the problem. That's the problem. Self-appreciation is like my man said. You go get your hair done. You get your nails done. You, you take a, a day for yourself. That's self-appreciation. But posting pictures of you half naked that's not that's attention grabbing and i mean is that so hard to understand is that so hard to understand and it's like uh she also said what else did she say let me go back she also said what else did she say that i angry with uh Oh, yeah, so the, sexual, the sexualizing. So now that y'all have the platform to take control and you have complete control of what you put out, what, what content, what you do, what do y'all do? Not everybody. What do a lot of these people do? You sexualize yourself. You in the gym... You're not showing me you working out. You you do like one of them little loop jumps and you just turn into the side, showing your butt. That's for you. That's self That's for you. Was that for me? I take and this is personal. I take uh I do a picture where I stand in front of the mirror with my arms like this. I'll be naked. And I take a picture of myself. It's like just to see how my body is. I'm working out and stuff. I do it all the time. And those pictures, whether I'm in my boxes or I'm completely naked, they're in my phone for me. They're not on Facebook. Every once in a while. Yeah, might be a beach pic or something. I don't know, whatever. But I don't post a lot of pictures of myself because I don't want attention. The only reason why y'all see me now is because I'm doing this podcast. I don't care to be in front in front and, and always, you know, and always uh trying to push myself and get all that's not my thing. I have daughters. I have two daughters. And a lot of time, I think people need to understand that I look at things differently because of my daughters, because I want them to be uh, a certain type of, I want them to be certain type of women. I want them to have, uh, be humble and be respectful and love their bodies. And so when I see 30 year old, 40 year old, 20s, 20s through 40s, 50 even, 
half naked. I'm just, I'm like, yo, this, I don't, I'm looking at the future of my door. Just like, wow, this is going to be a rough ride. I'm going to do a lot of father uh, parenting and, and, and doing a lot of fathering. So it brings me to this question. When you, when you, when you post stuff like that, a lot of times, a lot of the people are single. Sometimes, some most of the time. And you know, we try to figure out why. You know, why you're single? Well, because you're trying to figure out why you're single. I'm gonna tell you why you're single. What you put out is what you're going to get back. You put out sex, people want to respond with sex. You put out class, people respond with class. You know what I'm saying? It's um, a man. He'll take what's easy. Doesn't mean he's going to bring you home. Doesn't mean he's going to uh, take you to meet mom. Doesn't mean that he wants to get married to you. Y'all put all this this stuff on the surface. Y'all need to get to actually like learn somebody, meet people, know their heart, know their mind, know their where, where they stand with things. But everybody's so quick to get fast money. Everybody wants the quickest dollar. I was that way when I was young. Young. Like 17 to 23. I'm 30 now. That's not, you know, I told the story a week or so ago. I gave up, I turned down a job that would have paid me exceptional money because my daughter wanted me to stay in state. Money isn't everything. I would have been miserable had I been out of state. I'd have been paid great, but I'd have been miserable being away from my daughter. So money, like I say, isn't everything simple. It just doesn't mean. The same so selling out for money just is just just kind of whack i don't know i'm rapping but i just don't understand how you know so many beautiful women and y'all want to be respected for your minds but all the time you're presenting me with your with your body and then you get upset when a man questions like Oh, what what is this? Because you expect a little bit more from women. You expect just a little bit more for all the stuff, all the stuff that goes on and comes out. You expect a little bit more. You got this much control and power and to control your narrative and control, you know, where you're going in your future. Wow. This is the course that we're taking. It's just like, all right, it's cool. I'm not mad at anybody for making their money and stuff. Do your thing. But it's just like, man, I just don't get it. They just don't get the attention that people are seeking. Because this right here, this is attention seeking. It is. Yeah, it'll turn your head. You'll stop and be like, oh, what's up? But that what's up, that's not a, that's a what's up, like, to, what's good tonight? It ain't, ain't <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Some guys like it. I don't. I like it at home. It's just us. You know what I'm saying? I just don't I just don't get why women. And guys the same way, you know what I'm saying? So it goes like I said, all these arguments go both ways, but as a man, I'm speaking as a man looking at my women out here. I hate stuff like this. Men don't heal. They just jump in the bed with the next woman. No. No, the men you deal with don't heal and just jump in the bed with the next woman. I, I, I hate those big, broad statements. I hate those, those like that. Like, 
those those general generalized statements. Maybe I make some too, but I don't mean them. Like, let me see. What did I write in here again? Okay, I say, do I ever like just make it women? I do say y'all, but I don't know. So I guess in the same way, I did the same thing. But I was talking about a singular situation. And because a lot of women, I mean, I don't know. I just don't, I guess I can't say that if I say that, if I do the same thing. I just hate when I be going through and they're just like men and they'll just trash us. And I'll just be like, that's the dude that you deal with. Man. That's not every man out here. Like, I just don't. Y'all give brothers a bad rap. I get it. And the same thing. We give women a bad rap. So, so I guess I can't really, can't really argue, argue with that one then. Which segues into Carrie Hilson wants to live in a separate house from her husband. I still need a lot of me time. Well, damn, how much me time you need? A whole house? That seemed like you need me and, and another man time. How much? I mean, like, how much space you need from your husband? Y'all already rich, got a mansion. You can go have a room on the other side of the house. She need a, a, a whole mansion. Yeah, I need I need all my space. Excuse me. Yeah, I need my own things in there too. You this could be your house, this is my house. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Let me wrap this up with this right here. Who else ready to hit the beach? I'm ready for some of this. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Y'all, y'all at the beach? Oh y'all. What that? So y'all know I'm not, I'm not, you know, race biased. Some of this too. Oh, y'all did too. Okay. That second one from the left, though. All right. I want oh, some of this too. Oh, I'm trying to see all y'all. All them. <laughs> I'm just messing around. But, you know, it seemed like it's about to be that time. We are, it's getting warm and the belly's out. As you can see, the panties are off. The stockings are, the stockings are pulled up. They ready to go. They ready to go. And guys, look, I know a lot of y'all watching this on Facebook, but if you get the chance, if you get the second or so, Stop through the YouTube channel, the Ideas Podcast channel. Uh, I'll be putting out some videos this weekend. So they won't be live on Facebook, but I'll have the link and you can you can uh find me on there, man. You know, or just type in Ideas uh podcast and you'll see me with my mask on <laughs> in the picture. So yeah, that's all I got for y'all tonight. I'm going to go and uh, watch a little bit of TV. I just finished, like, officially, officially moving everything in today. So. I just got a new book today, too. Another James Patterson. I love James Patterson, man. I'm checking this out.
yeah man y'all be safe look out for friday night uh 7 p.m me and derek dorsey we going into the high days video podcast um and maybe later that evening uh me and chris scott we might go into the dmv podcast so dmv raps podcast we're going we'll see but i'll update you on that uh saturday me and jessica holland um and potentially a buoy high tasker kenilworth reunion i'm working on that with a surprise special guest i ain't gonna tell y'all i ain't gonna tell y'all we're we working on it though and uh i'm having another podcast i think at maybe three it's i think it's an early one with uh my girl tootie um so look out for those man support I'm trying to trying to get us up trying to get us going once again man this is for sham love you bruh rest in peace uh mr taylor um y'all have a good night man y'all be safe and you know smoke it <laughs>